Three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34, and tonight I have a very special guest. Candy Washington is in the building. How are you doing, Candy? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. No problem. Uh, thank you for coming on. I uh, definitely appreciate your time and your openness to share your story. So uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm up questions just to set the tone of the conversation. Um, and there are a couple icebreakers in there just to, you know, keep the t- keep it light in the beginning. And then um, we'll after that, we'll jump into the main interview where you choose a number between one and thirty four. Sound good to you, Kenny? Sounds perfect. All right. Well, my very first question for you is, how have you been? It's been a pretty crazy year. Uh, You've been doing well or you've been going through it. How you been, Candy? You know, overall, I have been doing really well. I've really focused on inner peace over anything else that has kind of been my mission just protecting my peace and really making that my first and best priority. Um, I think like everyone, there's been ups and downs during the last year and a half, but just trying to be mindful to, to stay rooted in, in, in who I am and rooted in myself. I feel you. Is there any uh, particular thing that helps you uh, keep that peace? You know, whether it's meditation or, you know, doing something active. Yeah, I definitely have a good self-care routine, like meditating, journaling, going out for walks. But I think the main thing is I have a deep spiritual relationship with, you know, God or energy or source or infinite love, you know, whatever language is the most comfortable for you to put on it. I have a very deep relationship with, to me, it's, it's God and that's just like all love. Um, not so much religion, but more the relationship with the higher power for me and just really leaning on that and not saying, God, give me strength, but God, you are my strength. Mm-hmm. And that has been a game changer. And I think just being really rooted in there is something greater than me that lives within me. And so I can, I can get through anything. I feel you. I feel you. Um, cool. Well, uh, we reached the icebreaker portion of the, of the (laughs) podcast. The first one is a one word spelling bee. Um, you down, you could pass if you, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I I promise I went to school. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. You, you being humble, too humble right now. (laughs) Okay, let's go. All right. Your your word is going to be daiquiri, like the cocktail. Oh, okay. D A I Q U I R I. You got it. <laughs> Do I get a daiquiri? <laughs> I, I wish. I wish. If, if this was if this was in person and I had a studio, I would definitely incorporate that. Thank, thank you for that idea. Next time. Yeah, next time. Next time. Next time. Uh, but yeah, congrats. Uh, you got one of them down. You got one more to go. Is this is a, a oh another one? Another one. Not not a spelling bee though. It's a riddle. So okay. Uh, how you how you do with riddles? I can do the one with my popsicle sticks. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. We'll try. Well, yeah. Um, I'm I'm telling you, you were too humble with the spelling, so you might be not giving yourself enough credit. Uh, your, your riddle is: Can you name three consecutive days without using the words Monday, Tuesday? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So name three consecutive days without using the days of the week. Mm. Name three consecutive days without using the day of Um... Could I do something like 
No, because then there's a day of the week in that. Oh, I can do it. Go for it. Christmas Eve. Christmas. Boxing Day. <laughs> Wait, Boxing Day? Oh. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to tell me more about that later because that's not something I'm familiar with. Boxing, Boxing Day is the day after Christmas and they celebrate it over in Europe. Interesting. Interesting. So those are three consecutive days. You did. You did find a technicality, but unfortunately <laughs> that wasn't the answer I was looking for. Um, I'll give you half but credit. I still got it right. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. What, was, what, was your, what was what was your answer? So the answer is yesterday, today and tomorrow. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yeah, but mine, but mine still works, though. It does mine work. Still it work. does you work. Days without using the day of the week. I mean, I feel mine was like even better. Yours was because it, it was definitely more cultural and very informative. But uh, <laughs> I can't give you full credit and for also, that. Also, oh, I know. I think I think I should get like extra credit for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'm full. I should get extra credit. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. You you won me over. Uh, you got you got the extra right? credit. Yeah, the first Thank person. <laughs> but I feel yeah, you. I got some extra credit for that. That was a better answer. I was thinking outside the box, and I do appreciate that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, we moving on to a few more warm up questions. This uh, this next one is: What would you like the audience to know about you? Oh, um, I'm very weird. Like, I'm like a weird person. Like, I'm super, <laughs> I'm super introverted. Um, I really like my alone time. Um, I can just like chill and hang out. I love watching like murder mysteries is like my jam. Like, I can watch any murder mystery, whether it's like a movie or procedural like i just I, I, I love them um i laugh a lot with myself not at myself which is a good thing <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm kind of like an odd duck i'm just like usually in a really good mood usually really happy and i just i laugh a lot throughout the day so Yo, yeah I, I can dig it i am weird <laughs> I'm definitely weird too, so uh, just know you're not alone. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I catch myself laughing at you know just my inner thoughts, and then you know people are always like, "What are you? What's on your mind?" Like, <laughs> and I can't really explain it. It's not the same, right? Um, but yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. My second warm-up question is: If someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? So. If I was going to tell myself today I'm going to do something in the honor of Candy, what act could I do? Oh, so like you're going to do an act to to be a tribute to me? Oh, I would say um go to a place where there are a lot of homeless people and look them in the eye and say hello not giving out a hit like of course you always want to like give back in donations but not like oh let me go and like hand out socks or let me go and like donate something but i mean like go and look at someone who society may not look at as a full human they kind of look at them as like subhumans and i w would love for people to go and look them in the eye human to human and acknowledge their existence as equal to your own I got you. I got you. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Uh, what what other groups of people would you kind of consider being treated as, as, as treated as subhuman? Um, you know, you have the homeless and any other examples. Yeah, I think that there's always been marginalized people, whether it's LGBTQIA, whether it's uh, black, whether it's brown people, yellow people, uh, whether it's women. I think it just depends on the situation and and who the opposing people are. But there's always been situ situations throughout society where one group looks at another group and they dehumanize them in order to justify how they treat them because it's easier to treat someone unkindly or unjustly 
if you don't look at them as being human, it's easier to justify it. Like if you think about like, uh, like I don't like to say his name, but our past president, he wasn't my president, but the person in office, when you think about how he was talking about Mexicans, right? He dehumanized them. He was like, they're rapists, they're bad, they're this, they're that. And so when you hear that again and again, you start to look at a group of people as if they are not human. So it's easier to justify taking away their children at the border. It's easier to justify putting them into cages. It's easier to justify breaking up families and deporting people and not giving them, you know, basic, not even civil rights, but basic human rights, what people as human beings inherently deserve. So you just have to be cognizant of what people are telling you because if you're constantly told homeless people are dirty homeless people are disgusting homeless people are dangerous homeless people are this that and the third then you start to look at them as other and once you can look at someone as other you're able to treat them inhumanely Mm, i gotcha it honestly made me reflect on you know how what groups of people i may feel that way about and I mean, honestly, think about disabled people, you know, you look at someone in a wheelchair, you look at someone who may have like a mental illness or some type of disease, like they, you look at them and you think, oh, poor them, or you think they're not like, like, thank God I'm not like that, or they're not as good. They can't sit here. They can't do this. And the truth is we're all human beings and we're all created equally. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. Like I said, if you if you got stuff to say, go on and say it. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, thinking about disabled people, that that's something where, you know, I I, I feel like I don't want to treat them as like subhuman. But there is this this sense of like, oh, I need I, I want to do something to help them, even though I feel like for for many people, like you know, you don't. You don't need help. You, you you can you got it. You got it on your own. But um, yeah, I don't know why. I maybe that's just because I was raised that way. Now you got me really reflecting on like what gives me that kind of attitude and making me feel like I need to do something for them. Um, but <laughs> moving on to the to the last question in the warm up. On a scale from one yeah. to ten, how well do you know yourself? Eleven. For sure. How'd you uh, get I'm, to I'm, a, I'm a very self-aware person. Have you... Shadow and light. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, would you say you? that's just something you were born with or something where you kind of had to develop into that awareness? Oh, definitely something I had to develop. Definitely something I had to make the choice to do. I think... Um, I think we're all born with different different levels of, I think we're all born with maybe like the same level of consciousness, but then, but then I think this is where nurture comes in, whether or not you were born in a situation where that consciousness was cultivated, because we all have it. The consciousness is there. It's just whether or not we have the tools to tap into it. So I think um, I was born with it, but I wasn't necessarily born in a situation where that was cultivated. So as an adult, I had to make the choice um, to, to, to cultivate that. For sure. Um, you know, you, you talk about that consciousness. Uh, for me personally, I think mine started around 12 years old or so. Um, you know, basically, you know, I had a relative that passed away and uh, it really made me question, you know, the meaning of life at that time. Uh, so for yourself, well, when do you think that that start, started, you know, that consciousness started speaking to you? I think, I think the consciousness for me kind of always spoke to me, but I think the self-awareness was a little bit later in life. So like by consciousness speaking to me, like I remember I grew up in like a Baptist church and I always remember like people would catch the Holy Ghost and they would be like all of you know it's very like rowdy and clapping and all these things and like i loved it and i enjoyed it but i always kind of sat back and i remember getting more of like this like the principles of the sermons and not so much trying to 
I didn't really get wrapped up in like the theatrics of it. And I also kind of always felt really connected to people. And I was always a really good listener. And I was always very curious. And I was also always um, very empathetic. So I could not just, you know, hear someone's story or talk to someone, but I could really feel what they were feeling. And I've always felt that for since forever. So I think that was always really present. I think the self-awareness came probably around maybe five or 10 years ago, just, you know, being like, you know, out of high school and going up to college and just like being able to like explore and like figure out who I am and like all that stuff. So I think just like naturally with leaving the nest and meeting new people and being on my own and having to figure out different things and kind of getting, you know, culture shock, you know, I grew up in um, New York and then I, I moved to LA. So that was a big shift. So I think just being on my own and really deciding that, you know, there are things about myself I need to, I need to work on. And like, I used to be very uh, codependent where it was really hard to say no. It was really hard to create healthy boundaries. I was definitely like a people pleaser. Um, I derived my worth from what I could do, what I could provide, what I could give, you know, rather than really deriving my worth intrinsically like i am here therefore i'm worthy and valuable i don't have to show and prove anything to anyone you know i exist and that is enough so i think um really working through that stuff and so i would say like a few like a while back kind of preempted that and it was really my career that made me do the shift so when i started like i'm a, a content creator so i work for myself and when i had to learn how to say, well, this is what my rate is. This is what I deserve. This is what my value is. And then, you know, being a creative person in LA, I really had to learn like discernment, like who's really my friend, who's really not, what's a really, what's, is this opportunity good for me? Is it not good for me? So I had to work on those things. And I realized if I'm going to be successful at this, I'm going to have to learn how to create some boundaries. I'm going to need to learn how to speak up for myself. I'm going to need to learn how to advocate on my own behalf. I need to learn that being selfish is not a bad thing. <laughs> it's not, you know, taking care of yourself is actually being a an evolved healthy human being and like healthy adults take care of themselves and they take care of themselves first and that is okay it's just as long as you're not doing anything to the detriment of somebody else you're not being selfish you're actually being a healthy evolved individual person so i had to kind of like navigate and learn all that stuff from there no doubt wow uh, definitely appreciate the quality answer you made, you had me think about some things again uh, <laughs> uh, basically about uh, how what really hit me was when you, you, you talked about tying your worth to with what you can give and I think I'm probably in that same boat uh, you know just still I guess trying to figure out what my worth is when I'm not you know giving something I don't know I, I gotta think about it and yeah you know um I can't I'm not by any means I guess I'm an amateur content creator uh, doing small things um, but as far as charging I could never you are what you say you are yeah you are yeah. what you say you are so if you say you're an amateur doing small things and you're an amateur doing small things or you are a professional content creator and you're creating a platform to share stories and it's mission based and you're helping people to connect I need to just write out what you just said right there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and what your worth is what you say. Like, like, like look into things like affirmations and um, mindset work and subconscious work, because it's really about changing the way that you think about yourself, changing the way you speak to yourself and, ch and changing the value that you place upon yourself, because that's where everything else flows from. Like, if you don't value you, other people won't value you. If you, you know, call yourself an amateur, then that's how people will see you. You know, you could walk into a room and be like, hi, I'm a professional podcast per person and I have blah, 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 blah. Let's see if we can work together. Or you could walk into the room with the same exact credentials and be like, hey, I'm an amateur and I'm just kind of doing this small thing. I don't know who would ever want to work with me. You know, so it's just like, who do you want to work with? It's not always so much about the the metrics of it it's about the energy you put behind it and the belief that you have in yourself if you look at any entrepreneur they believed in they believed in themselves 
more than they believed in any product or service that they were doing. You know, Tim Cook, not Tim Cook, um, Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey and all of these people, Tony Robbins, like, you know, whoever, they really had a belief in themselves. And that is what gave what they were doing its power. Because it all goes down to int- intentionality and the energy you put into someone and you, you put into something. Look at the woman who made Spanx. You know what I mean? She just cut up some pantyhose and now she's a billionaire. Like, so it's really not so much about the product or the service. Yes, it, what, it needs to be quality. Yes, it has to provide a value. But what we're really buying into are the people's stories and the people's belief in themselves. And that is what inspires us. And that's why these people can go from very humble beginnings and now be some of the most famous, wealthiest people doing very normal things. Jeff Bezos was like, I want to sell books on the internet. Mm. And now we have Amazon. (laughs) So don't sell yourself short. And it all starts with the conversations that you have to yourself about yourself. And that's really where everything changes from. I got you. I got you. And, you know, you, you're right. There's, there's def- definitely a lot of work I need to do as far as my self-talk and um, I guess, you know, working on my affirmations as well. The thing with me, I think, is that I do have an irrational belief in myself that I, I'm, you know, and I think I'm finally figuring out what that that mission and path was meant to be like you know I, I my first I've <laughs> the first thing I ever tried to do was become a rapper uh didn't work out uh, then I tried yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I, I tried to do a clothing line as well uh that didn't work out mm-hmm. but now this yeah. is the next thing and now I really feel like I'm at home um so yeah the, there you go yeah and I guess like believing in myself I don't think is the issue it's more so feeling like I I I need to say it for other people to believe in me too, even though I feel like I should just let my work speak for itself, you know, and just be like, you know, I really believe I can put the work out. I just don't need to say, you know, hey, this is, you know, who I am and everything. But you feel like it's a necessary thing I should do. No, I'm not saying that you have to like shout out, I am the greatest and I'm doing all this stuff. That's not what I mean. I mean, you you like who you say you are to yourself has to have that irrational delusional thinking where you're like i am the greatest i am the best i got that in order to manifest itself in that way so it's like you have to have that belief in yourself that you are worthy and deserving and capable before you see it i don't mean you have to like go on instagram and be like hey guys guess what i'm doing and i'm gonna be this like hot shot ceo no because that to me is more you're seeking external validation like you need someone to co-sign you to co-sign what you're doing you know to be a success to be validated and i think what i'm saying is that that val- that validation comes from yourself because if you think about these top people they're not shouting that they're the best they're not shouting that but the, and they're not and when they go to like investors or they go to pitches or they go to whatever they're not getting that person's validation they're just like hey i'm bringing you something that's super valuable do you want in on this or not if they say no they're not going to go home and be like i'm a failure they're just going to be like okay on to the next so it's a mindset thing do you let someone telling you no or someone not seeing the vision you have for yourself take you off your game do you put your worth in somebody else saying yes or no to you or do you take it as information and data and you're just like, okay well that was a no on to the next that one you know maybe next time i'll tweak this i'll tweak that or like the next opportunity will be the opportunity for me because anyone who's done anything has heard no a thousand times more than they've heard yes it's just how they process it do they let it stop them do they let that define who they are do they let someone's opinion of them define their opinions of themselves or, or are they clear on who they are do they are they, do they have a clear vision on where they're going and do they know that they are valuable and worthy as is so they're not seeking validation they're just doing business deals and they're able and they're able to separate the business and the product and the work from who they are as a person and their self-worth and their validation. So, and that to me, that's another big thing between, you know, you brought up the word amateur, the professional versus the amateur. The professional person knows it's about the work, it's about the business. The amateur 
makes it about themselves. They personalize the no. You're rejecting me. You're saying no to me. You don't think I'm good enough. Where the professional is just like, okay, well, this business still didn't work out. Let me get some feedback and keep it moving, pop it on to the next. Like if you go to McDonald's and you know, you're uh, at McDonald's and you're the cashier and someone goes up and they go, ah, you know what? I don't want a Big Mac today. I think I want the, 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 fr- the, f- the fish or whatever. And you're the person flipping the, the Big Macs. Do you go home and say, you know what? That person didn't want a Big Mac. I am a failure in life. I am not worthy. I am not deserving. I am not a success. I will never make it. Who was I to think I could do anything? That person didn't want this Big Mac. They wanted a fish fillet. No, obviously not. Mm. So we as creative people have to have that same um, emotional intelligence to have that detachment from this is what I do. This is not who I am. And that separate and that's another separation between the professional and the amateur. So then you're able to fail and fail and fail and fail and fail and not have things work out and then have that one thing work out. And everyone's like, oh my God, you're an overnight success. You're so lucky how this happened. But they don't realize that you failed a million times before this one thing popped off. And like, so you just, it's, so it's not about like saying it so somebody else believes it. It's about how you show up and speaking what you want into your life, into existence. Because if you keep saying you're an amateur, then that's all you will be. But you, you're not going to cross over that threshold until you decide to. And there is power in in what you say. Like if you said, I'm a professional and I do this, this and this, I would have believed you. If you say I'm an amateur and this is a small thing, I would believe that too. You are who you say you are. I know that's like an M&M thing, but like it's, it's also rooted in like so many other things. It's like the power of I am. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you speak over your life the way you want to, to be. I got you. And I'll do it right now. Yay. I'm a professional. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, there you go. I'll leave, I'll leave it there. I'll, I'm going to get used to saying it. Um, but thank you for the pep talk. Uh, definitely brought some hot, hot fire to the podcast today. Uh, but... <laughs> We made it to the main portion of the interview um, where you start okay. choosing numbers between 1 and 34. Which number would you like to start with? And I should tell you, there are three levels, easy, medium, and hard. So okay. which difficulty would you like to attack first? Is it in numerical? Like 1 to 10 is medium and 10 to 5 is hard or... Yeah, there are actually uh, three different lists that are easy, medium, hard. So you could start easy, move to medium, and go to hard, or go whichever combination. But each each one has its own set of questions. Oh, I'll start with easy. Okay. And uh, five. Five. What? Easy. <laughs> I got you. Uh, what artist, song, or album has inspired you? Um, Lizzo's Good As Hell. That has been a a go-to for a bit now. Like whether I'm feeling good or whether I'm feeling down, that is a song that always picks me back up. It's just a reminder to love yourself first. And it's a good reminder that regardless of someone else's choices or someone else's opinion, that doesn't dictate my inherent worthiness. And that if in any situation you feel like you're not being treated the way you deserve, you have the power to get out and you have the power to take care of yourself. And you have the power to change how you feel. So Lizzo's good as hell. Yeah, that, that song is <laughs> definitely an energizer um, or feel feel good vibe. Uh, have you ever seen her live? Oh, what's that? <gasps> I haven't, but I want to. I was gonna say, what, what did you say right before that? Sorry. Oh, I said, baby, how you feeling? It was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right? It's so good. I would listen to that when we're done. It's so good. I feel it. I feel it. Um, <laughs> 
so besides Lizzo, is there any other artists you feel like you could uh, be best friends with? I know for, for me, there's like from an artist's lyrics or their song choice. I'm like, damn, if we if we could be homies, if uh, <laughs> if we just had the chance just through like, you know, it seems like same personality, same vibe. Uh, do you have any artists like that for yourself? Uh, Florence Welsh from Florence and the Machine. Like, I think she and I would have some pretty good hangouts. <laughs> she's, she's my speech. She's my vibe. Yeah. Uh, I can dig it. And I mean, I, I'm sad to say I, I'm not super uh, familiar with Florence and the Machine. Is there any, any, no, is there any song that you would recommend? Um, Dog's Days Are Over is really good. Um blanking out the other ones but but just like look her up she's good flow, flow in the machine we'll do we'll do uh, yeah. oh hunger is a good one or hunger hunger is a good song from her all right i got you as you can tell i'm hella hungry so i, I need to check out that song for sure <laughs> um, don't get hanged <laughs> uh, go, go ahead and throw me another number oh uh 13 13 what do you look for in a leader Compassion. Hmm. I think a leader has to lead with compassion. They have to be able to understand where the people that they're leading are coming from. They need to understand what their day to day is. They need to understand um, just how they how they feel. And I think that a best leader is a is a compassionate leader because I think when you can have compassion for someone to me that just garners a lot of respect and i only want to be led by people that i respect and i don't respect people that aren't compassionate for where other people might be i got you um what do you think is the most difficult thing for a leader trusting themselves i think a lot of leaders um have imposter syndrome where they're putting this place of leadership and they have to make these tough decisions and they're expected to be the smartest person in the room. And a lot of times they don't feel uh, adequate. And so if you don't feel adequate, you probably don't trust yourself. So I think that a lot of leaders suffer from that. I gotcha. And uh, would you like to shout anyone out as far as, you know, someone that's been a good example of a leader to you? I'm a good example of a leader to me. I don't know. I'll have to think on that one. No worries. No worries. Like I said, feel free to pass. Feel free to pass. I mean, uh, I work for myself for a reason. <laughs> I gotcha. You know, um, I've, I've had 13 jobs in 10 years for a reason as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had some leaders in my head. I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. Do, do, do you want me to explain that for everyone out there? Uh, you okay. Know. So what I mean. Okay, go for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what I mean by um, a leader in my head is that. I will look to people who I really admire, like the the Oprahs, the Ivana Van Sants of the world, the Glennon Doyles, um, the Ariana Huffingtons, you know, like all of those people. And I will go on YouTube and they have so many different interviews with them. They have different, you know, five insights from whoever on this and so i will just watch those interviews and i'll read articles about them or i'll read um you know books that they have written or you know whatever it is and glean insights and wisdom from that so it's like if you don't have accessibility to a good leader or you don't have accessibility to um, a good mentor I'm pretty sure everyone has a mess. If you're watching this, you have accessibility to a phone or a computer. So don't think that you don't have access to um, guidance and education and insights. Because if someone in your world isn't there, like in like your actual tangible world, you can still get those insights and guidance. So that's what I meant by that. I got you. Uh, thank you for sharing. And 
my my one follow-up is uh how would you suggest or if you have any advice for any people who are looking for a mentor uh i think a lot of folks out there at least that i've come across you know they have passion they have dreams and goals um but more often than not they just don't like know where to start or know who to ask and then from there they just kind of get stuck so if you have any advice on on how someone could find a, a mentor yeah so if you're looking for a mentor i would make two different lists i would make one list of a mentor like in your industry or in your space so if you want to be a really great podcaster see who's doing it in your like in that space like who's making the money you want to make who has the guests you want to have you know who is putting up the merchandise you want to put out like all of those things and make a list of those people and reach out to them you know there's linkedin there's direct email there's um, a DM, but when you do that, I would be very specific about what your ask is and be very um, respectful of the time. So I think sometimes people will get a no because their ask is kind of like, hi, I'm Jane Doe and like, I, you know, I really love your channel and I think you're great and I'm looking for a mentor. Can you please help me out? You know, or I think if if you kind of come from a place of like, hi, I'm Jane Doe, like I've been doing this for X amount of whatever. I really love your content that you put out this episode in particular. I have a couple of questions that I would love to ask you. I know your time is valuable, but, you know, let me know the best way to follow up. Like, do you want to do um, a phone call in person? Uh, email me back. Let me know what works best for you. So you're coming there with a specific ask. You know what you want to ask for them. You know what you want to get from them. And then you're making it easy for them to say yes to you. Because if the question is kind of vague, if it's wishy-washy, if someone is busy, they're going to just either ignore it or say no or not see it. But if you do something that's very uh, specific and thought out and personalized, more than likely than not, someone will um, respond. You know, you're just like, hey, I just have like these three questions. You know, whether it's like, you know, I'm having this problem with like getting an audience, like what did, what did you do? Or I'm really having a hard time monetizing. Like what would you like, what would you suggest I do to monetize my content so I can start making more money doing this? Or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think people are really open to that if you come with a specific ask. And then you also say, what is the best way to follow up with you? You know, some people are great. Um, some people are like, you know, I'm commuting. I'm on the phone. Call me up. We'll chat for 20 minutes. We'll chat for 30 minutes and that's easier for them. Or some people are like, you know what? I'm commuting. I'm just going to like type you back. So let's just do it via email. So you always want to be flexible because you're asking that person for something. So you want to be flexible to the best way that they like to communicate. And then don't be scared to follow up. Sometimes um, think about your own life. You know, sometimes I get emails and I'll see it and I'll be like, oh, I want to respond to that but then I'm like oh I'm hungry or oh I have another email or my mom is calling me oh my god you know someone just texted me and then I forget to get back to it so just because you don't hear back the first time don't take that as a no and just politely follow up in a week or two um hey you know I sent you the email I still have these questions like I know you're busy but I would just love you know any guidance you may have or like whatever it is and follow up but I would only follow up maybe like once or twice don't you know if someone isn't responding move down to the next person on your list that's why you want to have a list you don't want to bank on one person or two people so you want to get that list together of the people within your industry and then my second list that i would do is i would put put together a list of people that maybe are not in your industry but you still respect their hustle and you respect their game and you respect where you're at because you can learn a lot from someone who may not be doing like what you're doing exactly like for example again mentors in my head but like serena williams right she is this amazing athlete businesswoman tennis player i'm not an athlete <laughs> you know that's not my lane but how much can we learn from her about perseverance and tenacity and um owning your own power and owning your own voice and not backing down and showing up fully as you are right so there's still so many things you can think about like people we love like basketball players right they're like iconic we're not out there doing it but we can still learn from them their work ethic you know all of those things so i would have those two lists one of the lists of the people who are directly in your industry that you want to reach out to and then the people who may not be in your industry but you really respect where they're at and you aspire to have similar things that they have and you can learn from them and you can apply it to to your industry as well so that's what i would do if you're looking for a mentor and 
you can obviously like aim high like if you want to aim for like you know whoever it is aim high have that you know high level people but then also have mid-tier people if you want to be an entrepreneur maybe you're going to go talk to the guy who owns the bodega that's an entrepreneur it takes a lot to have, to, to, to have a storefront, you know, maybe go and learn from from the person who owns the bidet you got the corner, you know, how did you get your small business loan? How did you set up an LLC? Like, how do you do like your taxes? You know, because it's yes, it's the curated stuff, but it's also like the business behind it. So you can also learn those different things. So so yeah, you want to go for these like sexy people and big names, but just also think about the day-to-day people who are, you know, entrepreneurs and small business owners and people who are, you know, doing things like that. Like they're still doing it. So don't discredit those people just because maybe they're not, you know, on TV or whatever it is. So that's what I would do if you're looking for a mentor. And then I would also Google um, volunteer mentorship groups and then your local city or your state because there are there's score here in la there's a thing also called score um organization in new york and you can go on these sites and you can sign up for it and they'll and they'll match you with a mentor so you just do like a google search of like you know free mentorship volunteer mentorships um with your city or your state or whatever it is um this day and age everything's virtual so probably doesn't even like have to be in your city or your state because everything's on zoom now um but just look up free because there are so many people who are retired or people who um just love giving back um or just love having that or there's love having mentees so you can find organizations where people are willing to volunteer their time to mentor you um so i would just look into that so if you're looking for a mentor there are definitely ways um to do it just just be proactive about it and keep an open mind for sure, for sure. Again, dropping some major fire, and uh, definitely gonna have to <laughs> re-listen to this just to make sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm actually gonna throw you a curveball right now, and uh, this one's gonna oh, be okay. <laughs> this one's gonna be a fill-in-the-blank question. Um, okay. And it is, I'm too old to blank. Where? Of course, don't censor yourself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I, I I'm too old to have a fuck buddy. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing that came into my mind. Oh my god. I don't know who's gonna watch this, but yeah, that was yeah. the first thing. Hey, the people need to know, right? Um, but for Standard. sure. <laughs> What, what do you think should be the cut, cut, cut off point for, for everybody if there was going to be one? I think, I mean, I think in general, like 25, but I would say, I think, I think in general, like 25. However, I think you're allowed to have pockets of fuck boy, like fuck boys and situations like that and vice versa in savage i guess like the what's a fuck boy that's a girl a savage and so it's like uh in savage girls so i think you're allowed to have pockets of that as you get older but i i'm not sure it's like the best look if that's like your chosen lifestyle and that's not a judgment everybody live your life do your thing hot girl summer knock it out like whatever um no judgment there whatsoever trust me but i think um I think having pockets of that sometimes, like maybe like after a breakup or you're just having a life change or whatever it is, you've had a dry spell or you're just, you know, whatever, whatever it is, sure. But I think as a, as a lifestyle choice, I think maybe like after 25. Sounds, sounds fair. Uh, definitely would agree with you. Uh, I think at a certain point <laughs> that, you know, there's a certain point where you, you kind of want to, to invest in someone instead of you know not not be investing in people but uh yeah no i, f- I feel you on that yeah uh, all right <laughs> i don't know why I'm in my mind. <laughs> hey don't don't censor yourself whatever comes to mind is, is fine uh okay moving on to back to the numbers uh would you like to still stay at easy maybe go medium or it's up to you uh, uh 
you can get medium. All right. Uh, go ahead and throw me a number. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. What are you too stubborn to let go of? The fuck boys. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. Right. Um, what? <laughs> It was, a, it was a perfect like, setup. It was a perfect setup. It was so. a perfect bum bum ching. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I'm weird and I laugh all the time, primarily with myself. Okay, um, let's see here. What am I too stubborn to let go of? I don't know if it's something in particular, but I could probably work on this. Like. I sometimes like if I I, I it's like okay if I feel like a friend or someone is has been like hypocritical and it's like the principle of something or if I feel like I've been unfairly like slighted with something that somebody else has gotten like a more of a pass on it's really hard for me to let that go until I like kind of get my points like validated in real life again so i'll be like oh so that time i said this it was such a big deal but now that you're seeing it it's totally justified oh is that how that works like i like i can get i can get i can be a little petty with that sometimes and sometimes it's hard for me to let little things like that go that's i just a, how my brain works yeah <laughs> that's definitely understandable yeah <laughs> and yeah. uh you know that, yeah yeah it, it's hard not to be uh, I'd really have to think about the stuff I'm petty about, but I wouldn't put it past me to, to be petty about something. So, yeah, it's a it's part of the human experience. You definitely got to have, have that stance. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, though that time in 2008. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, so that time in 2008 when, when I said that and you got all mad, but but now you're doing it and it's kosher. So that's what we're doing in 2021. Okay. Like, <laughs> like I will be on my petty because I forget nothing. <laughs> I forget nothing. <laughs> Have you ever uh, called someone on out on it for being hypocritical? Oh, all the time. <laughs> Please. My friends and family, they know me. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Well, that's we're cool. good. They yeah. Know me. yeah. You keep them honest. Um, and, uh, yeah. 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 Like for the most part, do do people generally ad admit it, or are they pretty defensive about it? And they're like, "Oh no, you're wrong." No, they'll admit it because I'm like I'm like the FBI. I'm like you said this at 105 on Thursday, blah blah blah, and then this happened and this happened, and I'll be like, right, and like they have no choice. You, so you got the receipts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have the receipts. Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, just want to give you a heads up. We have about uh, 10, 12 minutes left in the podcast. I uh, wanted to thank you again okay. for coming on. Uh, hope you're having fun. It's been a great conversation for, for me. So definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Do we want to do a hard one before our time runs out? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, go ahead and throw me another number. Seven. Did I already say seven? It, it's okay because uh, it's a different oh. list. So, on oh, different deck. That's, yeah, seven. Yeah. Um, this one might, might be heavy, uh, but I feel like <laughs> since you've been dropping hot fire on like all podcasts long, I think this is a good one that you can kind of uh, help us out with too. But when someone is struggling with self-esteem, what's your go-to advice? Oh, I think if someone is struggling with self-esteem, the first thing I would say to them is get a therapist. Because I think that that is such a, it's a such a deep seated thing. And I think it's such a emotional and mindful and spiritual journey. Like I think some people don't realize that like in well, to me, like the therapist and like in, in like therapy and things like that, they do have a portion that's all about like mindfulness. And it, 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 there is a portion of it that's almost spiritual. And it kind of goes back to what I was talking about when we first started talking is remembering who you are, remembering that divinity that lives within you. 
And I think when you are able to tap back and remember who you are, then it, it, it becomes harder to not love yourself and it becomes harder to not know your worth and it becomes harder to not know your value. And it, and it makes having low self-esteem more difficult when you remember the power and the divinity that lives within you. I think going to therapy will really help to kind of unpack, you know, who told you you weren't good enough? When did you start feeling that like you weren't worthy? You know, who, like, when did you first feel abandoned? When did you first feel rejected? When did you first feel that like you didn't matter? You know, when did you first, like, when were your needs not first met and kind of unpack all that stuff? all the like childhood stuff, all the inner childhood stuff and really learning like when were you conditioned to abandon yourself? Because that's what low self-esteem is. You're abandoning yourself. You're abandoning yourself to please others. You are, when you don't love who you are, shadow or light, that's abandoning yourself. And that's what low self-esteem is. It's a low esteem of yourself because you don't feel worthy and you don't feel good enough and you don't feel lovable that's really the root of it you don't feel deserving of love so i would say if someone's struggling with low self-esteem i would say get a therapist and find the right therapist for you not all therapists are the right one so some people like oh i tried therapy didn't work Eh, did it not work because you weren't really open did it not work because your therapist wasn't the right fit it's like all doctors you have to find the right one that is right for you so if you do go to therapy and you don't connect try a different therapist you know, sometimes you want to go to therapy with someone um, who is from your culture. You know, if you are a black woman and, you know, you're going to a white doctor, that doctor may or may not understand the culture. So they may not understand exactly what your ex- lived experience is. You know, if you're um, Asian and you're going to a black doctor, maybe that black doctor doesn't understand what it feels like to be, you know, a child of an immigrant or what that what that felt like growing up. So I think you want to be cognizant of finding a therapist that might have more of a lived experience that you have so they can understand your culture. But maybe, maybe not, you know, like um, my therapist is an older white woman (laughs) and she's amazing and she's great and we completely get along and she's been super helpful on my journey to self-love. So I think it's just finding whoever it is, whatever form or shape that takes, someone that you trust and someone that you um, you feel safe to do the work with because it's a lot of work. And I think that's another thing. I think sometimes we think that the journey to self-love or, you know, self-care and all this stuff, it's like rainbows and spa days and face masks. And that is not it at all. It is a lot of getting through the grit and being able to honestly look at yourself in the mirror for exactly who you are and finding the courage to love yourself anyway for sure for sure uh thank thank you for sharing and uh, opening i know it's not always easy to uh but i think once again more fire All right. Well, we made it to the concluding portion of the podcast. I have a few closeout questions for you. Um, this next one is from my previous guest. Uh, shout out to Colum. Uh, but I guess it's, it's similar to to that very first question about uh, an artist or album that connected with you. But for him, he wanted to ask. It's one of those desert island questions. So, on a desert deserted island. What uh, three albums would you bring with you? Oh, I need a different question. I don't know any albums. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Sorry. No, I only know songs. No worries. No worries. <laughs> it is all good. Well, let's try uh, what three artists would you have to have like with you as far as, uh, you know, music wise. Oh, um, deserted island, and it's all you can listen to. <laughs> am I bringing their music or am I bringing them? Their music, their music. 
unfortunately. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I will. Uh... Right. <laughs> I have no idea what what three artists music I would bring. Okay, let's bring Lizzo. Let's bring Florence and the Machine, and then we can add in. Petite oh. Bisquet. What was that one? Petite Bisquet. He sings like Sunset Lover and all that stuff. He's like a DJ guy. Well, I'm gonna have to check it out. Petite Bisquet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, is he an, a newer artist or been around for no, a while? No, he's been around for he's been around the block. I feel bad. Yeah, I'd like to consider myself somebody who really follows up with music and uh <laughs> you name two people that I don't really I, know. I have to admit <laughs> Cause I'm not into music, but I like I like the like songs, like obscure songs. I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, but no, thanks for putting me on. Um and my next question is, what would you like to ask the next desk that comes on to 34 questions? Oh, um. When was the last time they couldn't sleep at night and what was keeping them up? Damn, you went heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. When was the last time you couldn't fall asleep and what kept you awake? Sorry. Typing yeah. it out. Like like what was the when was the last like what was the last thing that kept you up at night? Like what keeps you up? I feel you. I feel you. Alright. And then uh my last question for you of the podcast, the thing that mm-hmm. ties everything together is uh 500 years from now, your descendants are watching this video, getting to know you and, and your perspective. Uh, what's, what's, what would you like them to know about you? Um, I want them to know that I was a kind and decent person who loved myself very deeply. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, like what I really hope that people get out of this podcast or our descendants get this, get from this podcast is kind of like, they're trying to figure out who they are in their lives. So hopefully for them to hear you say that will help them kind of realize that for themselves. Uh, cause I think there are similarities yeah. in our bloodlines, right? Like I, I think I, I, I wish I knew my ancestors cause I feel like they're all a part of me in some, some way. So for sure uh any any last things you want to uh want to say before we head out um yeah well i guess if you guys want to connect with me (laughs) you can find me over on instagram it's at candy washington and that's my website too candywashington.com and i also have a podcast it's called sugar pills a practical guide to self-care and you can find that on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Audible, everywhere you listen to podcasts. For sure. Um, and yes, everything will be in, in the description below uh, or in the, in the episode notes as well. Um, so it'll be easy for you to, to connect with Candy. And um, just want to thank you again, Candy, for, for stopping by and for all the yeah, all the knowledge you, you were dropping on us. I uh, want to thank the folks out there for listening as well or checking out the video on YouTube, wherever you checking this out. Definitely appreciate your time and interest. Uh, I'm going to say one more time because I feel like I got to. Uh, I'm a professional. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'm going to own up to it. Reach out, reach forward. As always, much love.
We'll catch you guys again next time on 34 Questions.